Welcome to a new episode of Sweet But Salty, the Bliss Point of Podcast. I think I got the intro down by now. Super great. It's always the same. If you have an idea for a more creative intro, please let me know. Other than that, uh, let's jump straight into this brand new and shiny episode. <laughs> I actually wanted to record a very special episode dedicated to personality research and personality tests. And I started recording it And to be honest, I just didn't feel like it. And I actually want to touch on something I've been talking about in my last two episodes. And it's actually the ultimate way, so to say, to beat perfectionism and procrastination, which are two things I've been struggling with. And I found a way to beat them. It actually works. And it's by basically creating little chunks of work. So little steps that you can take every single day towards your big goal by breaking down the tasks into actionable steps. So that definitely works. But the thing is, what I'm experiencing right now is that every single day feels the same to me because I work on the same things. So what I'm experiencing is kind of the loss of joy, if you will, which I don't really know how to cope with, to be honest. I think it's kind of the problem of our time currently that we're not out and about as much as we would like to be because this virus is still killing us on so many levels that we don't actually have in mind but i mean better times are coming i always try to stay positive haha <laughs> and no but i i try to stay optimistic yeah but how to cope with this loss of joy i have no idea And I think we're all different, obviously. And sometimes we just have to push through without really being attached to the idea of having fun so much. This is something that my dad actually talks about quite often. And he says that it's not necessarily predominantly about fun, but rather about getting things done. And that you derive fun from completing tasks and from knowing that you have pushed through even if you didn't feel like it. And I think he's kind of right. But in the moment when you experience this kind of weird, busy boredom, so to say, I don't really think this is something that gets you going. So I rely on habit, to be honest. These things have become habits for me, working on uni stuff and then on personal projects and doing a little bit of work all of these things tie into each other so i think sometimes it's about pushing through and it's about doing things we don't feel like doing i don't feel like recording the personality type episode but i know it's the right thing to do so i think i'm just gonna do it so i'm just gonna talk about the concepts that i find interesting and one of these concepts is actually the four temperaments The four temperaments trace back to ancient Greece and the medical theory that was predominant back then. And the idea was that there are four fundamental bodily humors or fluids that were linked to a person's behavior and even their looks, which I find so interesting because it takes into account the entirety 
of a person. And I think that this is kind of the base for so many personality tests that we have today that categorize people into four different colors and so on and so forth. So that's really, really interesting. So I want you to take away from this that many of the developments that we have today can be traced back in history, which is so interesting if you do that. And that kind of explains a lot of the dynamics of what we have today. And even though this particular test isn't part of modern psychology or medicine, it can still be seen as the basis for our current personality tests because there's some truth in it and this truth has been preserved, so to say. Yeah, but I want you to know which type you are, so I'm going to talk about every single one of them real quick. The sanguine personality type tends to be lively, optimistic, and carefree. That type loves adventure and has a high risk tolerance, is not very good at tolerating boredom, and will seek variety and entertainment a lot. Sanguine people are very creative and can become great artists, and and there are also great entertainers. A person with a phlegmatic personality is usually a people person. Phlegmatic types seek interpersonal harmony and close relationships. It makes them very loyal and loving. And they tend to preserve their relationships with old friends, distant family members, and neighbors. Those types tend to avoid conflict and always try to mediate between others to restore peace and harmony. They're very much into charity and helping others. So the choleric type is very goal-oriented. Choleric people are very savvy, analytical, and logical. They're extremely practical and straightforward, and they aren't necessarily good companions or particularly friendly. They dislike small talk and enjoy deep and meaningful conversations instead. And they want to spend time with people who have similar professional interests who aren't shallow or superficial. And last but not least, the melancholic personality type. People with this type love traditions. They love their families and friends. And unlike sanguine people, they do not look for novelty or adventure they even avoid it as much as they can. So they want stability and safety. And it says someone with a melancholic temperament is unlikely to marry a foreigner or leave their homeland for another country. Also interesting. So these people are very social and seek to contribute to the community. They're extremely thorough and accurate. And that's why they are fantastic managers with good personalities. Very, very interesting. Now, what's amazing is that this ties beautifully into the next personality test that I'm going to talk about. Because Carl Gustav Jung actually used these four temperaments and based some different personality typing on it. And this was again used for the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And you can go to 16personalities.com and take the test to find out which one of the 16 personality types you are that they are talking about. And I love this page. I discovered it, I think, I don't know, five or six years ago. Send it to all of my friends. I just love the design of the characters they have and 
it's so so interesting to take this test and also to know which type you are and which type your friends are so the way the types are built is they consist of four different personality traits each the first one is either introverted or extroverted the second one is either intuitive or observant the third one is either thinking or feeling and the fourth one is either judging or prospecting this might sound pretty confusing if you haven't already taken the test or if you haven't immersed yourself in what this is really about but i encourage you to go to this website and actually take the test of course i could tell you which type i am but i think i'm going to do that in my next episode let's talk quickly about the different character traits that are included so someone who's introverted could be described as reserved and private someone who loves contemplation who tends to think things through and would rather observe a situation than be the center of attention extroversion is pretty much the opposite of that so you could be described as talkative and outgoing someone who loves a fast-paced environment who tends to work out ideas with others think out loud and someone who likes to be the center of attention so the second pair is intuition and sensing someone who's intuitive imagines the possibilities of how things could be notices the bigger picture sees how everything connects enjoys ideas and concepts and likes to describe things in a figurative poetic way a sensing type however focuses on the reality of how things are they pay attention to facts and details they prefer ideas with a practical application and describe things in a specific and literal way the third pair is thinking and feeling someone whose feeling basis there are decisions on personal values and how how one's own actions affect others these people value harmony and forgiveness they like to please others and point out the best in people and they could be described as warm and empathetic a thinking type however makes decisions in an impersonal way using logical reasoning these people value justice and fairness they enjoy finding the flaws in an argument and could be described as reasonable and level-headed and the last two are perceiving and judging someone who's perceiving prefers to leave their opinions open they see rules and deadlines as flexible they like to improvise and make things up as they go they're spontaneous enjoy surprises and new situations someone who's judging on the other hand prefers to have matters settled those people think that rules and deadlines should be respected they prefer to have detailed step-by-step instructions and they like to make plans and want to know what they're getting themselves into the interesting thing is that some of these seem incompatible so we have these eight different traits and sort of four different categories and they are then paired with each other and that's how you get 16 personality types in the end consisting of four different traits each it's so interesting because some seem like contradictions so for example 
how could someone be really intuitive and thinking at the same time? Because intuition is a lot closer to feeling than thinking. But the combination of N and T is possible. And this is what I love about the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And if you want to know your type, feel free to visit 16personalities.com. Not sponsored, by the way. I wish, but <laughs> no, it's not sponsored. All right. Well, this actually leads us to the probably most well-established concept in psychology today when it comes to personalities. This is something that a lot of people use and it's kind of a very basic way to analyze someone's personality. And it's called the Big Five Personality Traits. I don't know if you've heard of the Big Five. I can quickly tell you what they are. So this actually originated in the 90s and there are five factors or five personality traits that are called openness to experience, conscientiousness, extraversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Actually, you can remember these using the acronym OCEAN, which is kind of really cool. So you can be either high or low in these different traits, and that kind of makes up your personality in this when it comes to this test. So let's jump quickly into each and every trait. So someone who's high in openness to experience generally appreciates art, emotion, adventure, unusual ideas, imagination, curiosity, and a variety of experiences. People who are open to experience are intellectually curious, open to emotion, sensitive to beauty, and willing to try new things. So they tend to be more creative and more aware of their feelings than people who aren't open to experience. They're more likely to hold unconventional beliefs and high openness can also be perceived as unpredictability or a lack of focus, at least sometimes. I don't know if you see this, but I think openness to experience combines kind of a little bit of the intuitive part in the Myers-Briggs type indicator and of the sanguine um, personality type in the four temperaments, which I find really interesting. All right, so the next trait is conscientiousness. So someone who's high in conscientiousness has a tendency to display self-discipline, act dutifully, and strive for achievement against measures or outside expectations. It's related to the way in which people control, regulate, and direct their impulses. So high conscientiousness is often perceived as being stubborn and focused, and low conscientiousness is associated with flexibility and spontaneity, but can also appear as sloppiness or a lack of reliability. So extraversion is the next trait, and it is characterized by a breadth of activity. As opposed to depth, the surgency from external activities and the energy creation from external means. So the trait is marked by pronounced engagement with the external world. Extroverts enjoy interacting with people and are often perceived as full of energy. They tend to be enthusiastic, action-oriented, and possess a high group visibility. They like to talk and assert themselves. And extroverted people may appear more dominant in social settings as opposed to introverted people. 
Introverts, on the other hand, have lower social engagement and energy levels than extroverts. So interesting and so true. Coming from someone who has about 1% of extroversion, and I'm not even kidding. I am definitely an introvert. So introverts have lower social engagement and energy levels than extroverts. They tend to seem quiet, low-key, deliberate, and less involved in the social world. Their lack of social involvement should not be interpreted as shyness or depression. Instead, they are more independent of their social world than extroverts, need less stimulation and more time alone. So that's definitely true. Now we have two traits left, and one of them is agreeableness. Agreeableness reflects individual differences in general concern for social harmony. Agreeable individuals value getting along with others. They're generally considerate, kind, generous, trusting and trustworthy, helpful, and willing to compromise their interests with others. Agreeable people have an optimistic view of human nature. And disagreeable individuals place self-interest above getting along with others. So they're generally unconcerned with others' well-being and are less likely to extend themselves for other people. Obviously, these traits are always very extreme. So I don't think there is anyone who's 100% of one trait. We always have a mix. Sometimes we fall in between and that's totally fine. The last trait, which is probably good if you are low on this one, is neuroticism because neuroticism is the tendency to experience negative emotions such as anger, anxiety, or depression. It is sometimes called emotional instability and neuroticism is interlinked with low tolerance for stress and aversive stimuli. Well, I hope that you score low on neuroticism, which is probably the only trait here that is kind of negative, if you will. I think the others are more positive traits. Um, you can't really say that it's better to, I don't know, be open to experience than to not be open to it. Everything has its pros and cons, as always. So I really hope you enjoyed this drive through personality research and different types of personality tests. I'm going to link to them in the description box, as I said. Also, of course, Wikipedia was one of the sources for this episode. Are we surprised? If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my podcast. It really helps me out a lot. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate this episode and rate my entire podcast if you like. It only takes, what, like three seconds, five seconds, maybe ten. And it really, really helps because being a small creator is always a wonderful challenge, but it's also frustrating at times. So please help your girl out. <laughs> All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm going to catch you again for a very special Christmas episode next week. Stay tuned, have an amazing week and have fun.